welcome to episode 28 of Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on Earth. My name is Molly, and today I have three questions about the ocean and creatures in it, because June the 8th is World Oceans Day. A global celebration of the ocean with hundreds of events happening around the world. All of the events will celebrate the ocean, including this show from Everything Under the Sun. Before we start, I just want to remind you to send in your questions to the show and for the book. If you're listening and you'd like to be in a beautiful book full of drawings, facts and children's questions and answers, it will be out next Christmas. So please do send me your questions as soon as you can. Just ask an adult to help you record your question using their phone. Then you can just record yourself saying your name, your age, a bit about yourself and ask the question. It can be about anything you like and send it in to me at molly at everythingundersun.co.uk. Thank you and I can't wait to answer your questions. I'll send the first three people who send in a question this week and everything under the sun bookmark. And now for our first question, which comes from Emmeline and Elkie. Hello, my name is Elkie. I'm nine years old and live in England. I like camping and swimming. My question is, why is the sea salty? Thank you. Hello, my name is Emily and I'm five years old and I live in London and I want to know why sea water is salty. Hi, Emmeline and Elke. Well, you've both asked such a great question. Do you love swimming in the sea? I do. I've been swimming in it all week, watching the fish and swimming into the sunlight, twinkling under the water. Well, to answer your question, here is Philip Hall. He is a writer who loves the ocean. He's written books about whales and the sea, and he swims in the ocean every day, no matter the weather. Over to Philip. Hi, my name is Philip. Thanks for your question. It's a brilliant question. Why is the salt in the sea? Well, actually, it's washed out of the land by the rain, which is slightly acid and it dissolves the salt in the rocks. And that ends up in the sea. There are 50 million billion tonnes of salt in the sea. And if all the world's oceans dried up, and we really hope they don't, because that would be a big problem for the whales and fishes and jellyfish. If you spread that salt over the earth, it would be 200 metres thick. And actually, salt in the sea is a really great thing. I swim in the sea every day. I just swam this morning. And if you notice, if you swim in the swimming pool, you don't really float so easily. But if you swim in the sea, it bears you up. It makes you buoyant. You float there like a cork bobbing along. It's wonderful. And there's a place in Israel called the Dead Sea where there's so much salt in the sea you just completely float as if you're on a kind of mattress or duvet. Amazing notion. So the salt might taste a bit mm, yucky if you get a mouthful of seawater, but it's actually really brilliant stuff. Thanks for a great question. Bye. Thanks so much, Philip. Well, isn't that amazing that there are 50 million billion tonnes of salt in the sea, which would be 200 metres thick over the land if the sea dried up? I hope that answers your question, Emmeline and Elke. And have fun swimming in the salty sea. Our next question comes from Archie, and it's about something with tentacles that lives in the ocean. Over to Archie. Hi, I'm Archie. 
in London. And I'm four and I would like to know why octopuses have three hearts. Hi Archie, why does an octopus have three hearts? Hmm, that's a great question. Well, octopuses have three hearts, as you know, and the reason why is they have two to pump blood to their gills, and they have a third heart to pump blood around their body, taking blood to all of their organs. The heart that looks after the organs actually stops beating when the octopus swims, which is why you'll see octopus actually crawl around the sea rather than swim around, because swimming really tires them out. If they need to move fast, they'll shoot a jet of water out of their bodies to propel them forwards. Octopus have blue blood. The blue comes from something called copper inside their blood. This copper is really helpful to have in their blood because it helps to move oxygen around their body when there isn't that much oxygen around in the water. As well as having four hearts, guess how many brains an octopus has? It has nine. One central brain and eight little ones at the end of each tentacle. An octopus is a very clever creature. They've been trained to solve problems, work their way out of mazes, and even take things apart just for fun. We also think octopus have different personalities as well. We usually think of them as having eight legs. But did you know they actually have two? They have six arms and two legs. They use the legs to push off the bottom of the sea and move through the ocean. And then they use the other six, like arms, to eat with, and they use them also to pump their bodies along in the water. Each arm has suckers on it with taste buds to taste food. That means that whatever an octopus touches, it can taste. When they're under attack, they squirt ink, and this hides their body but also hurts their enemies. The ink has got a chemical in it that seriously stings enemies' eyes and messes up how they smell and taste, so it's very good for defence. Octopus have been around on Earth for a long time. The oldest known fossil we know about lived 296 million years ago and you can see it on display at the Field Museum in Chicago if you happen to live in Chicago. So that's it for the octopus. Six arms, two legs, two eyes, nine brains and three hearts. I hope that answers your question, Archie. Now for our last question, which is from Lachlan. He has a question about orcas. Hi, Molly. I'm I'm four years old, and I live in California, and I like scooting and climbing trees. My question is, why are orca whales black and white? Thanks, Lachlan, for your brilliant question. To answer it for you, here is Richard Sabin, the Principal Curator of Mammals at the Natural History Museum in London. He knows everything there is to know about marine mammals, including orcas. Hi Lachlan, I'm Richard Sabin and I'm Principal Curator working on marine mammals at the Natural History Museum in London. It's a really interesting question, why are orca whales black and white? Well the thing to remember is that orcas are what we call apex predators, they're right at the top of the marine food chain. They need to be really well camouflaged and the black and white markings on their body helps to break up their shape and make them less recognisable to their prey. Also, being mostly black on top of their body and white underneath is a form of what's called countershading, and this is used by lots of marine species to help them blend into their environment. With orcas, it means they're less visible when you're looking down at them from above with the deep sea below them, and again when you're looking up at them from below towards the sunlit surface of the sea. I hope that answers your question. Thanks very much. Thanks so much, Richard. I hope that answers your question, Lachlan. 
Last week, I did a talk at the Natural History Museum with James, who is also a curator at the museum. James looks after millions of fish. They're dried in drawers and pickled in bottles and tanks behind the scenes at the museum. And he answers lots of questions from scientists around the world all the time and also goes on fishing trips looking for new fish. He told us that orcas sometimes attack whales and part of the whale they like to eat most is the tongue. We also talked about orcas in the first episode of the podcast in two questions. Firstly, we answered a question, can blue whales talk to killer whales or orcas? And secondly, we answered the question, why do killer whales or orcas have white patches by their eyes? So do go back to the first episode of Everything Under the Sun and listen to that if you want to find out even more about beautiful orcas. I hope that answers your question, Lachlan. Right, that's it for this week. Wishing you all a very lovely week. A huge thank you to Philip Hall for talking to us about why the sea is salty and to Richard Sabin and the Natural History Museum for talking to us about orcas. And of course, a huge thank you to Elkie, Emmeline, Archie and Lachlan for this week's questions. I hope you get to see the ocean sometime this week if you live nearby and maybe you'll even get to go for a swim. A big thank you to Ash Gardner at House of Strange for the theme song and audio networks for all the lovely incidental music we use this week. I'll be back next week with a brand new episode for Father's Day, answering more questions from children around the world in another episode of Everything Under the Sun. Do send in your questions. There's info about how to do that on the show's website, everythingunderthesun.co.uk. And don't forget, your questions are also going to be in a book. And I need those questions as soon as possible because I'm busy writing away. So please, if you want to be in the book, get your questions in as soon as possible. If you like the show, rate, review and subscribe and tell all your friends to do the same. Thank you so much. Have a lovely week and goodbye. Goodbye.